body of phantoms and monsters. They exist among us, and sometimes they win. Even the devil was an angel once. The world has its own rules, and these rules are not human. Some of us seek answers to the origin and existence of cryptids and the unexplained. Join us as we venture beyond the known and accepted boundaries. Welcome to our nightmare. I think you're going to like it. folks good evening and welcome to another episode of phantoms and monsters personal reports where i narrate discuss some of the cryptid and unexplained sightings and encounters submitted to phantoms and monsters and the phantoms and monsters 14 research teams so thanks for joining me um phantoms and monsters radio channel was made possible by you clicking on the subscribe button and uh and liking liking the episode as well as sharing a programming, super chat and super thanks donations are always appreciated. You can also click on the dollar icon located in the chat to get to the uh, to the super uh, chat and super thanks. The uh, buy me a coffee link is also located below. So thanks for your consideration. Now, um, if you're in the chat and you have a question. Please use all caps. Um, I will try to get to each and every one of your questions. So try to hold off until my last presentation, which I'll tell you when I start. So uh, you can start posting your questions so I can get to it. So let's see here. Now, tonight, we're going to talk about Ouija. And I have some personal experience with this, uh, which I, I will talk about towards the end of the presentation. But the real history of the term Ouija is a bit of a mystery, actually. Um, but the Ouija board developed out of the 19th century America's obsession with spiritualism, uh, which was the belief that the dead can communicate with the living. And the practice wasn't seen as bizarre or weird at that time. Uh, but I truly doubt that the first Ouija board makers envisioned that uh, they had created a, a divination tool that seemingly, to many, opened the gates of hell. Um, Ouija's prolonged success has uh, carved a niche into to American culture. But it's also created fear and fascination along the way. Now, like all divination tools, I treat it with great respect, especially since my own harrowing experience back in 1976. So please listen to what I have seen, read, and heard over the years, and maybe you will come away with a better appreciation and deference when delving into the unknown. I'll present the uh, reports in detail and attempt to answer all your questions from the chat. So in the first account, a Ouija board session among friends in Naperville, Illinois, it's a creepy and familiar term. The writer recognizing the spirit, later they witness an unexplained event tied to the energy. 
So the witness states, so I've been thinking a lot recently of a session I had with a couple of friends in a Ouija board three years ago. I used to believe in spirits and be really into the occult, but this experience kind of spooked me away, and I don't know what I believe right now. Well, here's the story, and uh, let me know what you make of it. Uh, so I was, in, I was with three or four friends in a girl's basement. We were all into the occult and the supernatural stuff and brought out the Ouija boards to mess around. We contacted the spirit, which she said was good, and asked her what her name was. She said Emily and the number six. We asked a couple random questions and treated her like we would any other six-year-old. Then someone got the idea to ask her how she died, which was a big mistake, and she spelled out M-O-M, mom. At that point, I thought I recognized the spirit and took my hands off the board. I kept asking questions that I knew the answer to and if the spirit was a girl. I thought she was, she would too. I asked if she had siblings and she said yes. I asked what color her house was, and she said the blue. Then I asked what street she lived on, and she said Loomis. All these answers are linked with a murder that happened in my town in 1999. I used to live a mile or two down the road on the same street. So we were officially creeped out, but not to be rude, we asked her to leave, and she said she didn't want to. We told her to please leave and that she can't stay, but that we wish her the best. On our way up from the basement, the old playroom that my friend hadn't used in years was wide open with a few toys out, other boxes, and lying on the floor, like they were just used. It still seemed that she left, though, because my friend never mentioned anything weird going on in her house. So... Um, many experiencers are aware of the entity Zozo, which is spelled Z-O-Z-O, which is associated with Ouija manifestation. But there is another alleged entity called AJ. Is this also Zozo? Marie in Sweden called in to a, a radio show to tell of her experience with the Ouija board and an entity calling itself AJ. I was probably 21 because I was sharing an apartment with my sister, and that would make her 18. It was in Thousand Oaks. The apartment was on the third floor, and we always had a bunch of friends over. It was pretty much the party apartment. So we had a bunch of friends over like once a week, and we would do Ouija. I didn't have a board, so what I did, I made one. I got a big piece of cloth, like a t-shirt material, jersey. I uh, drew all the letters on it and made all the designs and created a Ouija board. And I had like a glass ashtray, a small glass ashtray that we use a pointer. So the ashtray would just go over the letters and we could see through it. So we had a lot of fun with it. We asked silly questions just for a few, just for a few times. 
everybody would ask questions, and it was a lot of fun, and everybody had a good time. And then one night, we had an entity come through. I don't even like to say its name because it still freaks me out to this day, but it called itself AJ. And he would just at the first, he would just at first just kind of play around with us. You know, I think he was kind of stringing us along kind of thing. We would ask who he was. Was he alive? When was he alive? How did he die? You know, those type of things. And he told us that he died in a school bus accident and all the kids in the bus died and were like, oh, we were getting kind of creeped out by that. And we had said that we he felt so guilty about it and it was his fault. I know it's hard to think that you could get that kind of information from a Ouija board, but I mean, this was over time. And so my sister and I tried to investigate. We didn't have an area, so we assumed it was from the local area and we tried to investigate it. We couldn't find any news stories about a major school bus incident like that. We looked at the local cemetery to see if we could see his name there. We couldn't find anything. So it got to the point where the friends would come over and this entity would always come through. We were like, we don't want to talk to you. We want to talk to someone else. It just got to be, you know, it was starting to freak us out. So we were thinking, how are we going to get rid of this guy? And, and then suddenly he started coming to me in my dreams. So now I'm getting really tripped out. I'm like, I said to my sister, her name was Crystal. Uh, Crystal, we got to get rid of the Ouija board. He's starting to come through my dreams. He got to, the, to, we got to get this thing out of the house. It's just a bad entity or whatever. Now I didn't ever see him in my dream. It was like he was talking to me in the dream, but he he told me his name, so that's how I knew it was him. But I didn't see him. It was just freaky and bizarre and scary because I'm thinking. If we cannot only come, if he can, can only also come through the Ouija board, of course, you know, I'm not thinking sensible. Of course, he's coming through any time or through anything. If he can come through the Ouija board, of course, he can come to my thoughts and what have you. We never found out who he was, and we decided to get rid of the Ouija board. So we took the Ouija board, which is the T-shirt or the cloth. And we threw it in the big apartment dumpster out back. We just threw it away. And we were like, no more Ouija, no more. We'll do something else. We'll have the friends over for a party, but we're not going to do the Ouija anymore. So like a week later, my sister and I are in the kitchen and we're cooking. And I said, get me the blah, blah, and whatever out. When I was asking for, and she goes into the door to pull it out. And there folded in the door is, guess what? Yeah, I'm serious. She's like, Maria, look in the drawer. I'm like, how is it there? How did it get there? We threw it out. How did it get there? So we ended up burning it. We were so freaked out, so scared. And that was the end of it. Once I burned it, that was it. Now, apparently, this is not the first time that AJ, or sometimes it comes up as AJ Trippy, T-R-I-P-P-I, has made itself known. After a Google search, it seems several people have had other experiences with this entity. 
Is it a pseudonym for Zozo? I contacted Daryl Evans and Rosemary Ellen Guiley at the time. They both were unaware of the name. But then I uncovered the following account. When I was growing up, according to the witness, we didn't know about Ouija board dangers. In fact, it was often left under the tree. We played with it some, some back then, but I didn't pay much attention to it. I just figured others were moving it, to be honest. In fact, it wasn't until I was 17 that a witness proof, to me anyway, that there was more to the board than I originally believed. My first ex-wife, then my girlfriend, and I were at a party at a friend's house. We were sitting around hitting the pipe with the group. Yeah, it was the 80s when the Ouija came up. My friend's older brother talked about it. I was like, dude, those things are just bull. He was like, no, man, it really does work. You just must learn to use it correctly and give it some time. He asked if I wanted to play, and I said no. My ex, on the other hand, was enthused. So we uh, brought out the board, set it up, and then began. I'll never forget that night. I was sitting across the room watching them play. They were asking questions, getting yes or no answers, and I thought, well, what a con. So I started thinking to myself, okay, is this thing really working? Mind you, I'm across the room, nowhere near the board. I repeat a question over and over in my head. No one knows that I'm doing this. I keep repeating in my head, what's Tuana's middle name? The board starts moving fast in a figure eight. I hear her ask him what's going on. He's like, I don't know. In the meantime, I'm repeating my question in my head over and over. It stops and I hear her say, A, and it starts again. Then I hear him say, N. This continues, N-E-T-T-E. Then the Ouija moves back to normal speed. It says, Annette. What's that about? She let go of the Ouija and her eyes were so wide open that they looked like they were about to pop out. Then she says, that's my middle name. I was like, huh, I guess it isn't Bull. He looks across the room at me, my friend, and asks, dude, were you asking that? I just smiled and said, yeah. Well, needless to say, she was tired of playing the Ouija that night. Well, me being me, that really sparked my interest. I began doing Ouija sessions for a while. It surprised me, but it really seemed to work. I noticed, though, that every time we used this thing, it, it increased in intensity. We would always start out talking with one spirit, then another, and others would move in through and, and take over the board. This one would come through as AJ. Through time, we learned he was a young boy who had drowned. Honestly, we thought of him as a friend. But then after a few months, his responses be became more vulgar in nature. Sometimes outright hostile. We would get on him, threatening to end the session and not return if he didn't stop. Then the board would start moving lightning fast. It trailed to the letters Z-O-Z-O, Zozo. -Z -O, Z -O -Z -O. This would keep repeating. 
until we decided AJ was throwing a fit. We would say goodbye and put the board away, then move on with our day. Well, we were tired of it, to be honest. It seemed like every time we got on it, AJ would take over and not let us communicate with anyone else. So we finally stopped messing with it altogether. Then through the years, we learned of the, the board's dangers and decided to let it go. This is where this story becomes worthwhile. Just a couple of years ago, I learned of a paranormal investigator's research into the worldwide phenomena known as Zozo. Now, Zozo is supposedly a spirit or demon, I'm not sure, that has been linked to murders and suicides worldwide. It comes through Ouija sessions and works on mental stability of users searching for vulnerable victims. Now, granted, we, we did not fall into his game to that point, thank God. However, I think it's imperative for everyone using a Ouija board to be aware of this thing. Now, in this next account, a group of friends begin a Ouija board session when they start receiving answers to their questions. The activity becomes scarier and creeping. They then attempt to destroy the board. Witness states, back in 1998-1993, my roommate bought a brand new Ouija board. It was a Milton Bradley product. We sat around and tried it out that afternoon. I'm sure that none of us were the ones moving the planchette around. We went to great lengths to make sure we were just slightly touching it. To our amazement, it was working. We asked the board who was in control of the planchette. The entity claimed to be a native, an ancient Native American spirit. We were skeptical of whatever, or of whether it was telling the truth about that. We asked it all sorts of questions, and it answered them. It also, out of the blue, it would reveal things about the people in the room, things that the individuals had kept secret from everyone else. Now, after a while, we started to get really scared and creeped out, so we decided to get rid of it. We took it out into the backyard and doused it with lighter fluid to burn it up. Now, I know this might be hard to believe, but the damn thing would not burn. I swear. Even with the lighter fluid soaked into the cardboard, it would only smolder a little, then go out. Now, that creeped us out even more than we were already. We took the Ouija board and dumped it into the dumpster. After that, I had some strange experiences. Now, later that night, I was going into my bedroom and noticed that my pillow was not on the bed. I had just made up the bed and placed the pillow at the head of the bed earlier that day. I looked all over the place for my pillow and couldn't find it. I looked under the bed as well. It wasn't there. I stood up and walked back to the bedroom door and turned around to gaze at the room again to see if I had just overlooked it. As I turned around to look at my room, the pillow shot out from underneath the bed and bounced off the wall opposite the bed. I had just looked under the bed, and it wasn't there. For some reason, I couldn't see it under there, even though it, it was there. Something threw it out from under the bed forcefully and hit the wall. I slept in the living room at night. Never since messing with the Ouija board, I've had frequent unexplained things happen. Knocking sounds on the ceiling and walls, loud clicking noises coming from the ceiling. Things going missing and then showing up later right where they were supposed to be. Burners on the stovetop turned on by themselves. Appliances turned on. 
seeing shadow people, hearing inexplicable noises, hearing my name being called. One time I was at my desk and turned around just in time to see my cat being thrown across the room, things like that. Now, this next account, a group of college friends had been playing with the Ouija board for several weeks when they decided to take it to a cemetery. That night, they realized that there was more to this than simply being a game. The witness states, My story happened back in the early 1990s when I was in college in North Carolina. Me and some friends got into playing with the Ouija board. We had been doing it for several weeks and had many contacts with spirits. I was skeptical about the whole thing and figured someone was pushing the thing around the board. One girl was particularly into it, and the board seemed to be more active when she was around. I often thought she was pushing it, even if it was subconsciously. Some of my friends felt the same way, but she was good-looking, so we went with it. So one night, we were really into it, and we got the great idea to do it in a cemetery. I really don't get scared by much, so I agreed. I led the way to my car and really didn't know where I was going. We went up the mountains and, and drove until we found a cemetery with a light so we could see where what was going on. We all got out. There were six or seven of us in two vehicles. Well, we gathered around and four people got on the board. Not the girl because she didn't want us to think she was moving it around. She did ask the questions, though, because, like I said, she seemed to get in contact all the time. Well, it didn't take long, and she was talking to a spirit, asking the basic questions. I, for some reason, was just walking and looking around at the time, listening to what was going on. She asked the name of the spirit, and of course, it took time to spell out. And when they were finished, she said the name and asked if it was right, and the cursor went to yes. As she said the name, I looked at the headstone I was standing by. I said, did you say so-and-so? And they said, yes. And my hair stood up, and I went cold. That's the name on the headstone. A couple guys thought I was messing with them, so they looked. Everyone freaked out when they found out I wasn't lying. We bolted for the cars and got the heck out of there. I know everyone is a skeptic when it comes to that Ouija board, but there is no way it could have been fake to, to have me standing right next to that headstone. After that, I wondered if that girl had just turned, had just tuned into that stuff and not pushing it around. Uh, in other words, was she doing psych, I mean, kinetically or PK? So, uh, it's an interesting story. Now, this next account. The witness states, when I was younger and growing up, my sister and I were completely into the, the Ouija story. We were obsessed with the Ouija board. We used to play it nightly, weekly. We got to the point where I didn't think it would work until I saw an apparition. That's how I knew. I thought in my head it worked, so I decided to make one. I was artistic as a kid. I went and bought a nice piece of wood. I painted on the letters and made a planchette out of wood as, you know, as anybody would. It's simple. It's, it seemed to work well. Things started showing up in my house, and I would hear something walk across my bedroom at night. I 
started getting really freaked out. I didn't, I didn't want to be, want, didn't want to be home. I used to come home to my lunch break and I didn't want to go home because I was too scared to be there by myself with whatever this was there. So one day I was in my room, I was playing and watching TV. I was probably about 12 or 13 at the time and had an action figure on my bed. I wasn't thinking of anything paranormal. I used to read about the paranormal too, so I was always obsessed with it. I had the action figure on my bed, and I remember looking over and thinking I saw something reach out from underneath the bed and grab it. I thought, oh my God, I didn't just see that. I didn't see that. You know, it must have been a shadow, so I was confused. I dropped it, and it fell under the bed or something. You know, when you do stuff like that, you're you're just not sure what's going on. You try to rationalize it. Anyway, I bent down, and it's not there. Okay, maybe it just fell way back behind the bed, or I pushed it. I look on my knees, head all the way under the bed, and it's not there. I never found it. After that experience, I got really freaked out. I stopped playing with the board I made. My sister took it with her. So a couple years down the road, she went to college and took it with her. And she said that she started using it again. Something came and, and woke her up. She saw it hovering above the bed. She said it was a black mass. She couldn't see through it, and she knew it was there. She felt like it was looking for her friend. She had been playing the board with her friend. Her friend had left for the evening, and she felt like it had come for the friend. I don't know why she said she felt that, but it was that distinct feeling that she had. She got really freaked out after that and, you know, not supposed to do that. She just burned it. She had a Wiccan friend that came in and cleansed the house or her apartment after that. I wasn't around. I didn't even have any part of it. And I haven't touched one ever since. Now, <laughs> this uh, this is my experience, and uh, this will be the last account before I get to the questions. And I wanted to save it for last, but um, as many of my friends and readers and associates are aware, I'm not keen on the use of Ouija. In fact. I have occasionally experienced an abrupt reaction when in the presence of well-used spirit boards. Uh, my friend and colleague, Sean Forkman, can attest to that because he saw how I reacted to it a couple of times. Divination tools, either tarot, runes, crystals, pendulums, etc., in my experience, are safe if implemented correctly and cleared of energy after use, but... I would still advise that anyone interested in divination first become familiar with the protocol and possible consequences. Seeking guidance from an experienced practitioner is always encouraged. Now, with that stated, I strongly bemoan the use of Ouija. There are a few friends and colleagues who disagree with my perception on this subject, but I refuse to modify my stance. Now, we've all heard and read the horror stories associated with using a spirit board. But regardless of the authenticity of a particular story, there is an underlying truth to the overall practice. Actual evil, destruction, and malevolent ramifications may result by employing Ouija. 
has been my misfortune to have witnessed some of the pitfalls firsthand. Some people may think that it's a minor event I'm about to describe is merely a coincidence, but I, you, you know, you may be correct. So here is what happened to me. During my high school years, I was interested in a variety of spiritual and occult subjects. You know, this is why I do what I do. I mean, I've been into the paranormal since I was very young. My heightened sense of intuition was usually on alert, and this occasionally got me into a few odd circumstances, especially since I never shared my empathic, empathic uh, ability with my friends. So one night, I was at a medium-sized party. Now, many of the, uh, the kids from other high schools you know, which wasn't unusual. There were a lot of kids. I lived in a town where there were a lot of high schools. Uh, there were, you know, there were private schools and, uh, and public schools. But we all got together many times. Now, I had been to a particular house before, and my friend's elderly parents rarely interrupted us. I won't lie. There was beer and wine on hand. So I was sitting on the sofa, drinking a beer and talking to a girl I had just met. At the circular coffee table, there were five or six kids gathered around a Ouija board. Now, this was the mid-1970s, and Ouija boards were somewhat popular. In fact, my father uh, used to sell these things and other divination items in our family hobby shop. Uh, my, most people consider Ouija as benign entertainment. I had other ideas even back then, but I watched with interest. I don't exactly remember who or what they were attempting to contact, but it seemed that things were quickly getting out of hand. One of the girls started complaining that someone was whispering in her ear and that someone had grabbed her breast. It was apparent that she was serious and upset. About the same time, I looked at the face of the guy sitting across from this girl. He had a strange grin and was staring directly at her. It seemed like he was going to spring across the table and attack her. I became alarmed and remembered looking at his eyes and saying to myself, stop now. All at once, he shot an evil glance at me. He was really perturbed and his nostrils were flaring. He immediately got up and made his way towards me. Now, the girl I was sitting with saw him coming towards us and screamed. His arms and hands were extended, and he attempted to grab me. Now, I was able to maneuver to my right and pull him down on the couch, and as I held him, two other guys came to my aid. He quickly calmed down, and we, we let him up. He apologized for attacking me. I could sense he had been influenced by something during the board session. As we sat, discussed what had happened, the girl who had complained earlier screamed and pointed above the Ouija board. The planchette was hovering freely about two foot above the coffee table. Everybody ran towards the opposite side of the basement to distance themselves from the hovering planchette. My friend and I stood by the bar as I focused on the object. I had no sense of what was causing this amazing anomaly. My friend continually saying, what is it? What is it? Suddenly, 
the planchette crashed down onto the board with deliberate force, breaking one of its legs. The bottles and glasses on the coffee table flew off in all directions. Those kids on the opposite side of the basement made a quick beeline towards and up the stairs and out the kitchen door. Party was over. Now, I haven't disclosed names because some of those kids who attended that party maintained that this event had haunted them even to this day. The girl who was attacked during the Ouija board session had a short life. I don't know the intimate details, but I was made aware through other acquaintances that she had died during a brutal attack and robbery in Texas in 1987. I've had sporadic but continued contact with a few of those people who were there that night. And most of them had tough lives. At least one swear something evil attached to them at night at the party and harassed them for many years. It's obvious to me that something malevolent was summoning during that party. Now, I don't know what it, it was, what it, you know, what was said or requested by those participating, but I sincerely believe some of them suffered the consequences. Now, I have rarely conveyed this personal experience, leaving many of the details out of the narrative. Now, I will disclose that many of the people who assault my counsel and the guidance have had experiences involving spirit boards. Is it a coincidence? Possibly, but I have found the circumstances that involve the supernatural are rarely happenstance. So, folks, you got questions? Just put it up on the chat and see what we can do here. Uh, oh, I want to thank Robo seventeen seventy six for um, for the donation. Now, no, I, I will state one thing. Um, for people who are interested in, what, in the whole Ouija board story, uh, actually, and I know I got a few people in here from the Pittsburgh area. That's actually where it started. It. There was a novelty company uh, started by a guy from Baltimore who uh, had a business, a novelty company called Kennard in, in Pittsburgh. In, uh, I think it was 1891. And uh, that lasted, continued to be made there for a long time. But then later, it was uh, it was moved. The company was moved to Baltimore, and the uh, there were other. Then, then later, there were other uh, Ouija boards made. There was one in Boston that was called Talking for, for the made for the Talking Board Historical Society, uh, and. Um, but of course, you know, as time went on, years and years went by, the rights to the Ouija board manufacturer were, um, were sold to Milton Bradley and Hasbro. Uh, and like I said before, my father, and we had we had a hobby shop. We used to sell all kinds of stuff in there. But he used to sell the, the Ouija boards. Now, living in a conservative town like I did, he uh, he took some uh, he took some heat for that sometimes. So, uh, but yeah, it, it, it's something I've grown up with. I've always seen them there and I've heard a lot of stories of people buying those things in the store and later coming back and talking about it. So, uh, Marla Snyder asks, do you think that spirit boards can be used for good? You know, I guess they can be 
if you know what you're doing now, Rosemary Ellen Guiley, she used it a lot. And she uh, she had no problems with using it and, and using it for divination. Her and I used to banter back and forth about it. I mean, she used to think it was kind of funny the way I reacted to the Ouija boards. But uh, she apparently had never had any problem with it. And she's used a lot. She used a lot of divination tools over the years. So, But she never. Um <clears throat> Bernadette asks, what do you think caused Ouija boards to become such an open channel to the other side? That's a good question. And that's one I've never been able to figure out. I, I guess I, I guess it, it, it all starts with the energy of the people around it. <clears throat> because that's it feeds off of that. And if <clears throat> excuse me, and if the people around the board believe in the board. I think that can open gateways, and I think that's why it it works the way it does. Um, is it thought manifestation? Possibly, uh, psychokinetic, maybe. I all I know is <clears throat> it does work. I mean, I've seen the results of it. I, I personally have seen it, and of course, with my story, you 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 heard what I said, and I've heard a lot over the years. Um, but I think that's the energy that that opens the gateway. Uh, aggravated progress. Any word on that predator cloak thing in Chicago? Um, you know, I did have I did have one story about that. Uh, we hadn't heard anything else beyond that. Uh, I I the I never heard anything else from the witness. I haven't had any other sightings or any other encounters or uh, incidents with those glimmer men sightings or glimmer men entities in and around Chicago. But, you know, we, we do get a lot of these sightings. And in fact, myself and, um, and Kyle, uh, Pilsen or Pilsen, who's with uh, expanded perspectives are planning on writing a book about the glimmer men. So, um, so that's one project that, decided i'd go ahead and get into uh, though i said i wouldn't write any more books but i you know he's a good guy so i figured yeah we'll um we'll chat we'll work on it and we've already got a commitment to have the book done so uh, we'll see what happens uh cheryl coburn can tarot cards be a doorway to to spirits oh absolutely i think it can be uh of course tarot is 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 something a bit different it, it's more like you know, with fortune telling and being able to read the cards and to get some type of um, some type of message, but I think there 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 very well could be some type of um, entity involvement. Uh, I, I I do know that people use them in different ways. Um, you know, I have used tarot a few times. I'm not really versed in it too well. Uh, I've had a couple of readings done actually. And I, I will say the uh, the readings, a few of them did come true, to be honest with you. Now, Robo7076, another donation, much appreciated. Can a Ouija board used at site with a Bigfoot location? I've never heard of anyone trying to do that. Um, I think it could be. I don't know of any particular instance when it has been used. 
Um, but I think most divination tools and divination in general can be used for cryptids. Uh, you know, just like what we use, even though this has nothing to do with divination, you know, when I use remote viewing for, uh, for cryptid sightings and cryptid cases and, and other cases in general, uh, I think it could be used. Burned dead. Have Ouija boards ever been used in warfare and predict the enemy's next move? Thomas wants to know. I, um, I don't know. You know, I think many of you are, are, are familiar with MK Ultra, the, uh, the remote viewing, uh, program that was started by the, uh, that was used by the CIA over Fort Meade, actually down in Maryland. Uh, I know I have talked to a few people that were involved with that, but as far as actually using Ouija boards for warfare and, and trying to get positions and such, you know, you know, I, I think, Remote viewing is probably the one mechanism that was used for that more so than using Ouija board, but it's an interesting concept. I never really thought of that. Any other questions, folks? Uh, Grant Sorarian, official, thank you for your donation. Much appreciated. Okay, well, I want to thank each and every one for coming in and watching and chatting. Uh, if you donate, it's really appreciated. Uh, your support is what makes all this possible. So please like, subscribe, and share. And uh, if you want, if you have a sighting or encounter report that you'd like to be considered for this show, the, the personal reports are even posted on FAMS and Monsters, you can reach me at my email, lawnstricklerfamsandmonsters.com. So, so until we meet again, stay healthy, have a great weekend. It's holiday weekend and uh, stay safe. We'll talk soon.